thank you so much for all the help that you've given us both in this room in so many different ways by your presence, by your participation, by being part of the Sangha, however you want to do that. Thank you for, and thank you, and thank you for your help. And uh, please continue to help us if you can. And if you can't, this is uh, helpful to you attend anyway. Today's talk title is When Confusion is Not Confusing. So that's a, that's a title that is coming out of what I'm looking at all the time. And what am I looking at? I'm looking at confusion. The last close to 50 years of practicing this path with the help of my teachers help, has helped, has helped me see that you don't have to get rid of anything. It's an astonishing realization. And even if that shows up in your life, which perhaps it will, there's no guarantee of anything, you might have difficulty coming up, coming up with the talk title also. How do you say, how do you, how can you say that this confusion is not confusing? That doesn't mean that you don't feel the confusion, that you don't feel the distress, that you don't feel off balance or like something is wrong. Because consciousness always finds whatever form that it needs. And when I say needs, I'm saying it's dependently arisen. So if consciousness seems to show up, some aspects, thought, emotion, memory, concept, idea shows up in such a structure in your mind that the ego, the self-centeredness, the narcissism, the, the, the fear of losing control, of not knowing who you are, where you're going, or what this is about, or in this case, coming in here, what you're getting yourself into, don't do anything with it, other than look at it. Actually look at the leading edge of everything. Don't plunge into some background thing that'll tell you why it's happening. Drop the why questions, if you can. And if you can't, then just be very aware that you're asking why of everything that shows up instead of looking right at it. If you look right at it, that will not particularly be comfortable. And you may, the confusion may not lessen or be figure outable. Is that a word? It is now. It will not, you will not be able to take that apart because of the structure. I'm going to use it, talk about it this way. The structure of dependent origination can show up however the causes and conditions are, arra are arranged in the backdrop or around the corner. Like, uh, what's that story about the little girl that goes off and someplace with her little dog and meets up with where some guy's behind the curtain? Yeah, you know what I mean. That one. Gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> But what you can do is you can actually do this. You might need to hold everything still that you can without being rigid or controlling. Not that it isn't going to appear controlling to anybody who's watching you. You're sitting very still in a symmetrical posture and you're looking at not much. 
and you're doing that possibly for hours, I would say that might be a good idea. Hours. Sit still. Just observe. Just observe. And get to know your consciousness on a very deep level. Not easy to, as Trungpa Rinpoche recommended decades ago, make friends with yourself. How do you do that? You have to look at the very unfriendly layers of consciousness that are that want results and want this and don't want that. And I'm not going to go along with that. All of those areas could be actually looked at. You could actually witness, feel your own distress, your own confusion without jumping into it with your cover-ups, with your explanations, with your ideas. Very difficult to do that. I can't even do that. So why, why am I talking about this? There isn't one. It's not that there isn't the illusion. The illusion of the eye is going to continue more than likely. There's no guarantee of that either. But the unreality of it can be seen. You can see that you are not a solid, real, ongoing personage, personhood. If that leads to some kind of state of mind where in your particular karma, your causes and conditions that arise as, as what could be described as how you're living, how you're doing, uh, what your talents are, what your handicaps are, all, all the various commentary and soap opera that's going on in your life. Nothing changes. And is that a lie? Of course it is. There's no way you can express anything. If you see this, you, anything you say about it is relative, is a, is a statement about something that contrasts with something else, which puts it in the, in the situation of being right back to right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, success and failure, life and death, existence, non-existence. It is a discipline to sit down every day. You don't have to join Buddhism. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to soar rocks or receive. That would be up to you to do that or not. Don't do it. I never have to meet you if you're off in the, in the dissonance somewhere in Zoomville. If you, if you, if you, if, the, if you see some value here, that's fine and use it. Most important thing I can emphasize and encourage you to do, find time every day to sit down Drop your guard, because that's what you're doing. You're, as long as the body's in movement, even the slightest motion, moving around, adjusting, moving this way, moving that way, any kind of movement, the body and mind are not two separate things, but they're incredibly separated. As I think I've said the last three, two or three days, I thought, why have I never used this example? This hand and this hand are not separate but they're very separated you can chop one of these off and still be able to smoke a cigarette eat lunch and you often bring them together this and that come together this and this come together give me some really good questions so that'll 
keep me upright. Otherwise, I might fall asleep up here. What is confusion? I understand your question, but can we fine-tune that a little bit? <clears throat> if your title was when confusion is not confusing. Yes, it's still confusion. So confusion is that that reinforces the illusion of a self or a person that is confused or is drawn into trying to fix that or figure that out. Quite often we say, I've got to figure this out. Even our body posture droops like uh, Rodin's thinker. Let's figure this out. That's, this is actually a highly stylized form of ignorance to figure, calculate, go into that area. It's not that there aren't areas where you really need to figure and calculate. You better or uh, your house won't be safe from tigers. So it's the personhood. The belief in a separate self, the belief that you are someone who can be harmed, someone who can advance, someone who can show up, someone who can figure things out. I'm here to, to deliberately, because it's a, it's a way to do it as a teaching, to deliberately cause you to be confused. And how do I do that? By not grasping at clarity myself. By not grasping at, I'm really clear, and you guys all, poor little things, need help. There are teachers who teach that way. Are they teaching? I don't know. They are not. Are there certain insights that have to come first before we can see what this is? Perhaps based on how you're already already working with your own passion, aggression, ignorance, hope and fear, however you're working at that. If you're if you're getting through your uh, awareness practice, sitting practice of meditation, if you're starting to get some kind of insight into who you are and what is going on here, it's going to feel worse. More than likely. It could, it could feel, things could show up in a way where things are leveling out. There could be aspects of your life that, that are working better because you're doing this, some of them. And it would be, with each person, it would be, it would be like you're practicing a totally different thing because this is very subjective, unique, individual insofar as there is, insofar as there is one, there is certainly an illusion of an individual. That's what you're taking to the wall, the body-mind complex that Dogen in the 13th century says, drop off body and mind. In other words, look at the attachment to yourself as a body or yourself as a a mind and what I think, what I know, what I'm doing, who I am. Well, I'm the kind of person that I just don't eat sugar anymore. You know, is that a good idea? Probably is. But it, we're using it to reify, reinforce somebody who's got things under control. Do we need to not care how we feel in order to see who we really are? The not caring may show up, but it needs to show up in in independent origination. It's none of your business to not care. So if you try to be dismissive, well, I don't care. You know, that's happening, but I just don't care. I don't care about that anymore. 
you won't make a statement about it. If it's actually not caring, what that is is uh, a, a fundamental understanding that would could be called or possibly show up as not caring would mean that there isn't the differentiation is gone. So you don't see anything. Everywhere you look, you see your heartbeat. I'm not being romantic about it. I'm just saying that you don't see anything that is separate from you. So therefore, you work with whatever is showing up as it needs your help, or she, he, she, they, or whatever needs your help. Then you would work with them without interfering, without meddling with them, and not without coming up with your own ideas about what they should do or shouldn't do. Respect people's confusion. Start with respecting your own. How do you do that? Look at the confusion. Don't fix it. It seems like as long as I care how I feel, I keep covering things up. So how would we stop covering things up as long as we care how we feel? Just continue to look at it. It's a practice. You don't perhaps might not feel like you're making any conventional word would be progress. But uh, there's progress, but it doesn't function in the same way. It's more like things just dropping away and falling off. As Coben said when he translated reinterpreted the the mantra in the heart sutra instead of uh gone gone completely gone awake so be it or something like that he said falling apart falling apart falling apart is there more more than one falling apart depends on who you are might have a lot of falling aparts nothing to do everything all at once and he just wiped out everything with that statement he's helping you see that Everything all at once. That means this is all, it's always this. It's never uh, any of us 20 minutes ago doing something else. You, you can't go, you think you're remembering something that happened, but that's, those are all concoctions. And they're so, because we so desperately want to hang on to a self that can get somewhere, a self that cannot be harmed, a self that can be um, promoted or be successful or make a lot of money. And of course, being successful is great. Painting pictures, writing books, having a, having a great uh, great job, or that's all good. But spend some time, sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind. Watching the movement of the mind is shikantaza, as I understand it. Maybe others are teaching in a different way. I'm not here to correct anybody. If we hear something in a teaching or in reading the Dharma that sounds like it's a correction or an encouragement to be some other way, is that our projection when you say don't fix? Maybe. I, I think I hear you, but I wouldn't do anything with it. Just listen. It might be something that I might say, well, I, I don't think that's going to be particularly helpful, or that person is misunderstanding something. Uh, that doesn't mean that you couldn't look at that yourself. And, and, and be, get some support from that. If you're always, always a student, then everything is teaching you. You may still need to butt heads with the teacher once in a while. If you come this way, I will butt heads with you. I'm not here to be your buddy. I don't know how else to say it. I don't mean to be mean to anyone. I'm pretty friendly. But I don't know how else to say it than that. That doesn't mean I'm going to torture you. 
But if you come this way with some kind of pretension, any kind of pretension starts to show up, I'm coming after you because you're a student of mine. You've given me permission. You're wearing a rock suit. Some people are wearing robes. I might knock them on their ass, probably figuratively. No, I won't use that. But it's there. I'm highly motivated to help you. I don't know how much time I have left. I might have a, a month, a year, several years. I don't know. But my, I'm highly motivated to help you, not control you. You can do whatever you want. Walk out the door and I'll never see you again. That's up to you. Warren, since we're on the subject of you. It's coming up right now. Nothing? I'm not surprised. So let me read this one. Uh, let me read one that's on the screen here. Uh, I can't see. It is from Shoshin. May everyone abide in well-being and freedom from hostility, freedom from ill will, and freedom from anxiety, and may they maintain well-being in themselves. Part of a chant. Okay. Thank you. And then Laura Rutkowski sends a purple heart. All right. Thank you, Laura. Uh, John Poole says, anyone who isn't confused doesn't really understand the situations. Ed Murrow. Oh, that's Edward R. Murrow, the newscaster. A poster on your wall. Very nice. Uh, Deb. Okay, Deb says, how do I know if I'm looking at my confusion? How do I see it? If you sit down and, uh, and look at the wall or look at something and hold very still without being rigid and watch what is not moving, which is the wall, is, I would recommend that, then eventually, might not be this month, but eventually the confusion, because it is not being ignored by movements of the mind to the body. So you sit down and allow, allow the dust to settle, allow the, the rock to sink in the stream, allow this to settle so that you can eventually see the, the great obstruction, uh, which is your belief in a self and your belief in another. When confusion does not look, um, is not confusing, what is, what is the shift in um, the workings of passion, aggression, and ignorance? It doesn't have purchase on the consciousness. It may be there, it may be, there, an energy may go up that pulls, pulls, just observe. Just observe. There may be energy that is angry, angry. I'm not saying anger won't arise in your mind, but there will be no witnessing of it as a, as a person. The witnessing will still be there. It is more intense witnessing because it is consciousness only. Consciousness only. This is a teaching that comes out of the Yogacara tradition and out of different ways that other that teachers, including the Buddha, talk about this. This is not something that can be particularly thought about, has to be done with the consciousness. I'm not saying there aren't thought patterns arising around it, but they can't find an individual because you have seen through your diligence, through your persistence, through your repetition, through your awareness practice, you have begun to see that there was no, there's no one looking at anything. There's just observing. There's just consciousness. Finally, 
finally, after all this time, you're no longer grasping at anything. You're no longer rejecting anything. You're no longer agreeing. You're no longer disagreeing. You're no longer looking away because there isn't any, there's no head and neck left to, left to turn away or turn towards. There's just this all the time, which is what? Everything all at once. Just this always, it's always everything all at once. Thank you, Coben. <laughs> I needed that. More? You're welcome. Susan Mowen. Go ahead. Susan, go ahead. Is pretension you see in students their confusion? Bowing. Well, yes. The, the pretension part is, is whatever they are saying or uh, expressing. Whatever is happening with, that, with them is aligned with the belief that they are somebody that's having this thought or this idea, this opinion. And so that, therefore, they are they're fueled, the self-centeredness is fueled by that. And what is important, what, what the title, title of the talk here is encouraging you to do is to observe the confusion. If you just observe it, you don't push it away, confusion. You don't push it away with, with some kind of rejection or even, for that matter, taking drugs or some kind of activity that stops you, help makes you feel better because you can avoid your confusion if you jog a lot. Am I against jogging? Of course not. Jog, please. Jog all you want. But look at whatever rises without without uh, going, going towards it, agreeing with it, without going away, disagreeing with it, and without closing it off, shutting it off, or distracting yourself into some, some more appealing uh, state of consciousness or whatever it may be. Just receive, just receive. Receive the confusion without some kind of a project mentality of how you can fix that. This, the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, life is suffering. Thank you, Bowing. You're welcome. Wulong Bowing. Go ahead, Wulong. When, when we are on receive, receiving your teachings, receiving the practice, receiving art, whatever, is, is interpretation um always confusion or what can what is interpretation that is not confusion or pretension bowing don't interpret i mean it's not that that something couldn't be in another language where you you have all these symbols which are words in uh, mandarin or or any other language that you don't need some way of finding out what has been symbolized so so the simple form of that would be yes you may need to do that but whatever is said to you, say by the teacher, since that's the example you're using, whatever said, if you don't understand it, don't abandon your lack of understanding or your confusion about that for what you think is meant. This is Dharma teachers, not geography. It's not a, a collection of information. That's why I emphasize ground path and fruition in this way. The ground is the suffering, the discontent, the crappiness we feel about our lives or what's happening. And then the path, we, we've stumbled into the path of awareness, the, the awareness of seeing what this is, actually what, what it is. And as you go along, you have an intention to see 
what is fundamentally true? What is fundamentally important? You have so many years. You might have, you might have a hundred years. You might have 28. You might have another three days. Death comes with warning and without warning. But while you're here, while you're, while you are showing up as a living being, train your mind to see clearly. And what you see clearly may not be, have the, ob the object quality that seeing clearly has in studying a history or something you can collect information, facts, stories, ideas about things. So therefore, ground is suffering. The path is training our minds and whatever, whatever your situation, if you, if you, if I'm functioning as your teacher, then you, you have very specific ways of doing this that have come from doing this for decades and decades, doing it other ways than, than the way that I'm teaching. So, and it's not like, you know, I've got it right and everybody else is wrong. No, there's, uh, there's yeah, a few dozen people are studying in this way that I recommend. It's about awareness, awareness, awareness. So therefore, ground is suffering. The path is train your mind, sitting meditation, study the Dharma, talk to the teacher, study the Dharma with the community, studying the Dharma on your own. I did that for about a dozen years before I met uh, the Vidyara Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And then I found out I really need to study with other people, not just bury my head in the platform scripture of the Sixth Patriarch and think I'm going to figure that out. Or Edward Conzi's Prajna Parmita literature. Read dense. So ground, suffering, path, meditate, train your mind, see clearly, push, push things aside somewhat so you can have time to actually sit in front of a blank wall and watch what keeps chattering away in the mind. So that you can, when you get off the cushion, you're much more clear about the action around you. And what are you clear about? The confusion. If your life is very confusing and people in your life, the situation is crazy and confused, be grateful. Be grateful for this. People that have a wonderful time and have a perfect relationship, uh, it won't last. It's going down. You look at others and say, oh, they're so lucky. They're, they're married and they, they get along so well and their kids are so great and la la la. Heaven realm. I'm not saying it's actually a heaven realm. Their attachment may not be there. They may not be particularly attached to that. Some people have had terrible situations in their lives. Might have even had been so terrible that it brings them to the path. So ground, path, fruition. You don't know what the fruition is. So if you're looking around to see if you're enlightened or see if there's somebody else enlightened, until you awaken yourself, you'll have no idea what this is. And when you awaken, which is not an event, it's not even an experience. How the hell can it not be an experience? Something's fishy here. Maybe this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. 
If, if it looks that way, trust yourself. Don't believe anything I say. If, if you resonate with it, you won't be able to avoid it. If you don't resonate with it, you won't be here long. I don't have anything, any promises. The only thing I can promise you is I don't, won't have any promises. So the intention, the, the final, or the last situation, that's the emptiness. That's, that's why emptiness is a teaching, so that you can begin to see that everything you see is empty of your ideas, your impressions, your conclusions, your, any, it's empty of what you see. It's empty of what you smell, taste, hear, touch, feel. It's empty of other. And what is it empty of? Other. And what is what is the other empty of a other? And who's looking at that? No one. Empty of self. There's no solid self in the skandhas. <laughs> Form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. These are the skandhas. Go look it up. If you haven't. And those those lumps or those piles of um, here I am and here, this is how I feel. And, this is what I'm looking at, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. And this is what I think about all of that. And then, then the six sense fields are, are filling us, if you're on receive anyway. They're filling us with all the things that make us think there's something happening. <laughs> Look at it yourself. Intend. Intend to see the truth. That's when you get some help from the teacher, from the teachings. But no one can do this for you. If they say they can, what do I know? Maybe they can. Unlikely, it looks from here. Sogoda. Sogoda Valley. Um, if I understood right, I think you said um, find time to sit down and drop your guard. What is it about sitting down facing the wall that allows us to drop our guard? Um, well, you might be guarded, but if you, if I say sit down and drop your guard, then if you reflect on that, you might, then your awareness will go to the area of the consciousness that is guarded. And you might even say to yourself, I can't get rid of that. That's dropping your guard. Just like drop off body and mind. Be aware of your attachment to the body and be aware of your attachment to your thoughts, your ideas, your emotions. Nothing is going to happen. So when it says, when Dogen says, drop off body and mind, he knows you can't do that. I know you can't do that. Those uh, body and mind are unreal. If you could drop them, it'd be a snap. It'd be a one-page book. Drop your guard or drop off body and mind. Can't be done. And because they're unreal. But by looking at that and trying to work with your idea of what dropping the body would be, what your idea would be of what dropping the mind is, takes you right into awareness of the body, awareness of what we call the mind. That's how you do it. See that it's, excuse me, already been dropped. Just by seeing, being aware of body and mind. Further questions? Go ahead. Tomas from UK is asking, Dear teacher, on my life path, I am not sure about that Buddha teachings are good for me. Other hand, they are overtake my life last time. 
where it is from, afraid that it can be next ego imagination. Um, so I'm, I'm not clear about the question, and I don't know you personally, so it would be difficult to me, to, for me to respond in a really helpful way to you. Uh, but I would say, uh, you say that you're not sure if the teachings are good for you. I, I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe this isn't your life to look at this. There's no promises, no guarantee of anything. If you're looking for guarantees, some kind of support, um, you can continue to look. Maybe somebody will give you one. I won't. I'm more than likely uh, going to be uh, negative about it. Further question is fine out there if you have it. Jokido. Jokido Bowen, yesterday in book study, I think you said that there is no awakening. I did. And you also said today that if you awaken, you won't know what this is until you think you said awaken or realize. What is, how do those two statements? They're not separate. This is what's called a traditional teaching. It goes way back before any of us were here as Advaita. Advaita, Advaita is a two, and Advaita is not two, my understanding of it. And Chisho, who speaks Sanskrit, can correct me. I get a thumbs up from Chisho. And how do you say thumbs up in Mandarin? Yanzen. Yanzen. So we're going to get so we cover every language. Eventually, <laughs> we'll know what thumbs up is. What's thumbs up in Spanish? Go ahead, Wolong. <laughs> it's a big grin on her face. I'm stumped. You're stumped? Oh, I didn't know. Back to you on that. Oh, that's it. Stumped. I'm stumped. So just say I'm stumped. That'll work. Okay, so. Um, not to, it's, 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 it's both nothing and it's everything. So if, for someone who is teaching this, which I'm apparently doing this, that's, I'm teaching out of what I see. And you cannot find a reference point for this. You cannot find it. Interested? Let's keep going. We'll keep you, we'll do this together. I don't teach from, you know, I'm up on, I'm, three inches off the floor on the ton, and then I'm up here, I'm a little bit higher than, but I'm really not any different than anyone else. It's not some kind of humility or something. It's just that we're, we need to work on this together, not, not have some kind of a teaching downward towards poor, helpless people. You're looking at what I'm looking at. It's just that I see the confusion and you cover it up. But to see suffering, is what the Buddha did. The first words out of his mouth, traditionally taught this way, who knows who was there. Life is suffering. <laughs> That's caused by, here's the suffering, wanting something else. That's the second noble truth. How do you do that? You, oh, that's the last one. Uh, how can you, how does that help me here? You're a monk, help me. The first one is suffering. The second one is you, here's the suffering. You want something else. You want the suffering to stop. Huh? That's the second one. What's the, th what's the third one? Huh? Sensation. Naroda. Naroda. Yes, it's, uh, it's already stopped. It never started. 
We need to see that. You need to see that at the same time you're filled with dread or anxiety or fear or hatred or jealousy, whatever it may be. You're filled, filled with that, but there's no one there. This is dependent origination, and it's the suffering is smeared all over the world like spoiled butter. Can butter spoil? Then why can you leave ghee out for a month and it doesn't spoil? Clarified butter. Because it's clarified. <laughs> well, be like ghee. <laughs> ghee whiz, guys. Ghee whiz, guys. Clarify this. See, how do you do that? You see, this isn't going to function just like a relative thing, like ghee or butter. But it, you're, you're going to see, if you see the receive, receive, receive the confusion, do nothing with it. Repair nothing. You repair it. You buy right into dependent origination to pratitya samutpada, and you're right on it. You go right into a tailspin with the rest of the world that's grasping this, rejecting that, and ignoring this. And you're going like this. Look at the political parties. It's just a. I mean, it's it's embarrassing, isn't it, to be a human being and watch people do that. They can't sit down and say, "Oh, what's about what's going to be the most helpful thing for your kids?" What's going to be the most helpful thing for my kids, my family? They're not doing that. They're taking up the the hatchet and the axe and the sword, fighting each other. Just for what? For power? You need to be powerful, be in charge. Sir, Shoto Valley, when you talk about confusion that isn't confusing, how is that different than deceiving ourselves that we're clear about something? Well, the confusion is confusing. I lied. Do I have another question? What is it? Shadowbelling. What is it to see confusion directly? You see how confusing it is. And you actually see the way the confusion operates and you if it looks like uh, if it looks like it's your fault, receive it. If it looks like it's somebody else's fault, just observe it or just receive it. Don't don't find out who's to blame. That will change back and forth just by observing it. It will feel like it's your fault, and then it'll feel like it's their fault, or you, then it'll feel like it's nobody's fault. Those that triangle can go around passion, aggression, ignorance. Just observe that, please, my friends and my enemies. Don't fix anything. Be the crap you're trying to get rid of. That's something I've been saying for what three and a half years. Speak longer, longer than that. Thank you. So, and what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that the, I'm not giving the self-centered part of the mind, saying, yeah, go ahead and kill people or argue with people. Be the crap you're trying to get rid of. I don't, that's not what I mean. I'm saying feel that. With, without, if you can, without outflows. If you actually are really fundamentally feeling the suffering of the world, as the Buddha pointed out 2,500 years ago, you're, you, you, won't outflow, you, won't, you won't express that. You're actually a rec you're receiving this incredible reality called authentic presence. You're actually here. You're actually here. And if somebody attacks you, uh, you receive it. And if they're a, a Sangha member, you might even say, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Even though you don't really believe that, you, you that gesture, thank you, 
Thank you. You might not do that outwardly. That would be situational, but it might be just dropping your gaze. I see what you mean. Just not, not hitting your head on the floor. I'm not talking about some kind of artificial humility. I'm saying just drop the gaze. It's the same thing. The salute, perhaps you know this, the salute like that comes from raising the visor in ancient times, medieval times. The suit of armor, they would raise the visor to show that they're being polite or being friendly or they're not an enemy. That's where this came from. Sir. Can confusion arise without wrapping us up in a cocoon? If, if yes, good one. If you don't, if you don't do anything with it, it would just hurt. It would just, whatever your description might be, just feel like anxiety, or feel like you might have the thoughts. I might, I have to figure this out. Just don't, don't believe them, don't disbelieve them, and don't ignore them. So the the panoply of cartoons about Dick Tracy or. Um, some kind of murder story or some kind of uh, expanse of other intrigue or, or something like that that tends to magnetize us into that with uh, various kinds of uh, populated with the people we know, the people we're living with or interacting with, will continue to crank that up. Just observe it. That it will it will diminish on its own if it's just observed. But if you do anything with it, if you push it, if you pull it. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. And the last one, of course, is shut down or distract yourself away. It will continue to ramp up. Maybe, maybe stay, it might stay away for three days, but then something starts crawling up the back stairwell and you can hear it. Here it comes. And then you might say, here I go again, which is, of course, what? Adding. Adding again. Here we are. We're adding. We, we need that belief in the self because we are terrified. It's, it's, it's a cover-up, yes. You said earlier, um, look at the leading edge of everything that's showing up. For, you know, Trump Rinpoche talked about first thought. First thought, best thought. I don't use that so much, but you could. It's just the leading edge is the first thing that shows up. Whatever, sh whatever is showing up in the mind stream, when you turn your head and look at something else, whatever you see right there, that's it. There isn't anything else but that. And even that is suspect. Yes. If we look more beyond the leading edge, is that grasping value? Well, it's kind of a getting kind of nosy about things, a desire to control things. You don't want to look at the first thing that shows up because you, the, the, the idea that, well, there must, there must be more to this. So I have to go into this, this deeper. So this is, yeah, this is okay, but I need to see what, who caused that, what, who's behind that part of it. And I do say, say something three days ago that it's, it's just a labyrinth of otherness that we believe, that we think that someone, something, some situation is somehow hiding out. And, and to some extent, and to maybe to the complete extent, it is trapped in the, all of the, the labyrinth of otherness, of the illusion of otherness. It looks like there's something you can find or figure out there. But the very first thing that shows up is it. And it's, it's very, uh, according to a lot of the teachings, use the image of a mirror. 
because uh, the, my understanding is the what is being um, intended there is to help you or me or any of us see that anything you see is not separate from you. So therefore, we'll, we'll say that's uh, like the Hokyo Zanmai, the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, is in s several of the parts of that talk about something ref being f reflected back at you. The volume, so just staying with what initially arises, I, I guess you can't stay with it. That's right. Good, good. Yeah, you don't maintain, but just it will do its own maintaining. But if you just look at it and don't abandon it, don't agree with it, don't do anything with it, then you will see that what ar arises that you thought was something, was one thing, actually starts to change right in front of you. And then you actually are starting to actually receive the depth of dependent origination, which is, which are all the variabilities that come with anything that looks like something. All the all the uh, incredible matrix that's behind that. To some extent, the actual the movie The Matrix has a creates an illusion of the of the little particles fly, flying through, dropping through space. Uh, that the reality that looks so solid is made up of lots of tiny moving parts. It's something like that. Maybe not quite as entertaining. It's happening now. Right now, it's happening. Nothing lasts. And we're one of them. So I could maybe take another question, especially if there's one on Zoom. Kozan, you have a question? You ought to have. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. No one say I can't. There's you bowing. Okay, you go ahead. I have a follow-up question about Ondo's question. So, at the moment, if I'm aware and I don't do anything, yeah. however, after a couple moments, and I did something maybe cover up or fix it for whatever. Does that matter? Nope. Bowing? No, nothing matters from the point of view of what you're asking, but awareness of all that is what's important. Just be aware that you can ask that question tells me that your awareness is, uh, uh, is that you are aware of that, that that kind of um, movement happens there because you're able to ask the question so clearly. I would say, no, there's nothing to fix there. Just continue to be aware. That won't last. What you've said there won't settle into some kind of a, some kind of a notion about the way things work. It will be better than that, and it will be worse than that. At the same time, the worst part is you, you, you slowly disappear. Not comfortable. Suffering. And the good news is, You're free. Bye. You're free from everything. You're no longer at the prison. You're no longer in the prison of your conflicting emotions about the nature of reality. Primitive notions about there's somebody there and there's somebody here. That's a primitive notion. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Well, long bowing. Um, so, Kazan, you said if you watch something and keep watching it, 
it will change. It will change into something else. Is that which doesn't change also impermanent? The concept is the concept of something that doesn't change. Nothing happens. Kind of the concept is will go away and come back. But what what is being pointed at there isn't anything in particular. We're talking about consciousness, not what arises in consciousness. So it's a, it gets more complicated the more we look at it, and complicated in the sense of otherness, but also clear in the sense of there's less and less and less. Because we're seeing that we're seeing what this is. Take some time. Eventually you see, and it's not a conclusion. The only thing that has to that is concluded there are things that are that are separate ideas that we conclude this because of this and this and this. We conclude it's very hot. It's bright. It's bright orange, and it's uh, happening on the left side of the house. We conclude it's a fire. Uh, get out of there. So it's to be very literal. Same a similar kind of thing happens in a mind stream, and it is fueled by grasping, rejecting, shutting down, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Okay, I guess if there's no more questions, we can close today. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.